Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Happy Easter to everyone around the world, and thank you for joining me this morning. and gentlemen it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day out today for easter sunday and of course you know this is the second time it's the second easter that we will not be able to have that family gathering in our homes to celebrate this holiday Now, with everything that's happening here um, across Canada and here in the province of Ontario, um, where I reside, with our new rules come coming into uh, coming into play uh, starting uh, yesterday with this emergency break poll or a shutdown is not a lockdown um, but limiting um, our services but when it comes to our essential workers people who work in our drug stores people who work in our grocery stores people who work in our uh, warehouses you know, such as Amazon, even in our in our food processing plants, all of the essential workers across Ontario, across Canada. Now, not all essential workers, you know, are in high paying jobs. A lot of our essential workers are making minimum wage. And that they have to go to work in order to earn a paycheck. And how is this affecting them with this and with this new orders that starts this weekend? Call it a shutdown, call it pulling the emergency break, whatever the government wants to call it. And for some essential workers, they fear the latest shutdown from our premier of Ontario that is imposing on Ontario would do little to protect them from COVID-19. But despite with the, with the shutdown, a lockdown or pulling the emergency break, what is your company doing for you to protect you? What is your company, what policies and procedures do they have in place in order to protect you 
during this crisis of this pandemic? What protocols do they have in place? Do you feel safe going to work with what your company has put in place? Are you and your other fellow employees, are you following those protocols in your workplace? I would like to hear from our essential workers here across Ontario, here on the Truckers Podcast. Now, the measures that were announced on Thursday this past Thursday that shuttered personal care services and restaurant and indoor dining, dining rooms across the province. And of course, patios are all shuttered, but allow other essential and non-essential businesses to operate with tighter capacity limits and require schools to stay open. Some of our workers, the essential workers, are worried of the latest round of public health rules don't go far enough to discourage customers from shopping. So we have, you know, non-essential services that are still being able to operate where with a very limited capacity. Same with our big box stores, the Walmarts and the Costco's and so on, um, down to like a 25% capacity. You know, so the non-essential businesses can still operate. The malls can still be open. Those are essential workers. Think about it. Those people who work in, in the malls, who work in the independent clothing stores. You know, for all the essential retail stores, you know, are capped at 50% of their maximum capacity and non-essential stores are limited to 25%. I think it's less than that for the, for the uh, essential retail stores. But this one individual who works at a high-end department store in Toronto says that measures have been in place in the city since it rejoin the gray lockdown zone a month ago. And some days foot traffic is at what feels like pre pandemic levels. And notes that she's not able to work behind a plexiglass barrier or maintain the recommendation two meters of physical distance from customers and staff. She doesn't feel safe. How about yourself as an essential worker in the places that you work? How do you feel? Is things adequate in your workplace? Are you able to maintain that two meters from customers and other staff members? 
She says she doesn't feel safe continuing to work non-essential retail in a third wave, even with the extremely strict precautions that she takes herself, just based on the number of people we have to interact with in, in an enclosed space, some not wearing masks properly or even at all, and she doesn't feel safe. Now we know we have to wear masks when we're indoor shopping, ladies and gentlemen. We know we have to do this. We know we have to do this when you go in to pay for your gas, when you go into the mall, when you go into the big box stores. You have to have your mask on. You have to be wearing them properly. And wearing them properly that it is covering your entire nose, mouth, and chin. Not pulled down under your nose, not pulled down under your chin, and not hanging off your ear. Now, this shutdown, one step above the gray lockdown level of the provincial pandemic response framework comes into effect first thing Saturday and will last for at least four weeks. And our premier said, you know, to take these steps, but called it necessary to control the spread of more contagious variants of the COVID-19 that are fueling the pandemic's third wave, despite an accelerating vaccine rollout. Now the government has stopped short of imposing a stay at home order, like the one that was introduced in January, which closed non-essential retailers and only allowed people to leave their homes for essential trips. And, you know, we can still do this. You know, think about what you think is an essential trip. Today, nobody's doing anything because everything is closed today. Except for you can get gas. You can go into the gas bar and pay for your gas. Drug stores will be open. Everybody else will be closed. And the government talks about that they're not going to be, you know, reinducing the stay at home order. Because they saw the latest time that it had the tremendous ill effects on both children and adults. And we, of course, have to balance any measures that we can take with people's mental health as well. People in our essential services, like I say, people in low income jobs, you know, have to make that choice whether, you know, they feel safe enough going to work with this pandemic raging on. You know, it's a difficult choice that they have to make. Now we've had some serious outbreaks, you know, here in the city of London where I reside, a community outbreak that involved the university students. It is now 132 of them have tested positive for COVID-19. The Amazon warehouse in Brampton 
has seen over 900 cases of COVID-19. They are essential workers that work there. They got to get all the packages all ready for what people ordered online. Make it minimum wage. Grocery store workers every single day, they're in there working for us so that things are on the shelves so you can go shopping. Manufacturing and other warehousing, keeping those 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 uh, shelves stocked so you can go shopping. But what do we need to do as the consumer? What do we need to do? What, what behaviors do we need to change? What is it that you really need to go out and get? Is it really necessary? Is it really essential that you need it right now? besides your groceries and your drugstore? Or are you just going out and about just to get out? Now, the stay at home order that we had back in January may not have been well received. It did seem to stop people from coming into the big box drugstore, the big box stores, drugstores, where this individual worked as a cashier in Mississauga. She said customers ha have resumed that habit since the order lifted in the Peel region less than a month ago, sometimes without masks on. And she hopes this shutdown will send the message that it's time to stop. And what are people doing going into the stores without their mask on anyways? Anti-maskers, you're just part of the problem. The anti-rallyers, -rally, uh, you're just part of the problem. It's just nonsense, you look ridiculous. You need to grow up, get in line like everybody else. And she goes on to say that, you know, it's kind of scary going into work because the virus is still there. But since we're essential, we still have to open. Knowing that non-essential stores need to open kind of uh, kind of makes this this lady anxious workers concerned extent beyond the retail sector said this nurse association the government should have introduced paid sick days along with its latest batch of restrictions noting such a move would mean essential workers won't have to choose between paying their bills and keeping their workplace safe. So why isn't the workplace paying the sick days? The government of Ontario, if you become sick, says you have to apply to the, to the, the federal benefits. 
paid sick days should be available at work. All these big box stores, all these retail stores, you know, that is essential to us and like that should be, in my opinion, should be paying sick leave. Protect your employees. And it's up to the general public, not only to protect yourself, but it also to protect those employees by limiting your outings. It's not a free for all out there, ladies and gentlemen. Canada yesterday just hit 1 million cases of COVID-19 in this country. Hit that milestone that we did not want to go there. We need to do better as a country. We need to do better as citizens of this country. We need to help one another. And it's obvious that the workplace outbreaks account in large part of the increase in case counts, and yet there is still no provision for what should be the central public health measures in in the fight against this virus. Paid sick days. Rather than introducing the measures, the province has encouraged people to get tested for COVID-19 so they can apply for the federal benefits if the virus forces them to stay home. Province doesn't want to do that. Employers don't want to do that. That's why it's so important to hear from our essential workers. And today being Easter Sunday, It's imperative that you do not have a large family gathering for Easter. Now, you can visit a a family member outside of the household who lives by themselves to make sure they're okay, check in on them. But we cannot have large family gatherings in our households at this very moment. No more than five people in the household, and that means the immediate family in that household. Now, ladies and gentlemen, bring up this other article here. Now here in the city of London, the London's health unit issues warnings as 50% of the new COVID-19 cases that are involving youth under under the age of 22. And all you young people out there thinking that, oh, I'm immune to this. 
you know, we can go do what we want. We can hang out. We don't have to social distance. We can have our parties. Well, I got a news flash for you. No, you can't have your parties. No, you can't hang out in your large groups. And you should know better. Now, the Middlesex London Health Unit has issued an urgent notice to young adults telling them to do their part. Stay home and get tested if they show symptoms of COVID-19. And this warning comes after more than 50% of new infections in the past 48 hours involves youth ages 18 to 22. And the data collected by the health unit shows that the majority of the variant cases screened in the area also involve this age group and those under 19 years of age. The Middlesex London Health Unit also says 244 new infections were logged on Friday and Saturday. 132 cases involving the youth. The university here in the city is dealing with multiple outbreaks in the residence buildings and has told students to move out. Time to go. Pack your bags and go home and you'll need to self-isolate when you get home. I think it's time that your parents put their foot down. Especially if it's, if it's your parents that are paying for your residence at the university, but you just think it's okay just to misbehave and not follow the rules. You know, and with the latest outbreaks at the university declared on Friday at the Delaware Hall, the day before Medway Cinema Hall, residents was locked down with at least eight students infected. Outbreaks in, in the Ontario Hall, the Saugeen, Maitland Hall, and the Elgin Hall are also active because you just can't follow the rules. Just over two weeks ago, St. Patrick's Day parties were underway with many young people celebrating. And all the bars and restaurants in the city complied with provincial pandemic rules. Now, with the house parties going on, unfortunately, they did, some of them did happen. Two Western students, this was on St. Patrick's Day, were fined for hosting a party. And this is what happens when you think you're going to hold a house party. And this is what's going to happen if you think that you're going to have more than five people in your household, unless you have, a you know, four kids and two adults living at home. 
but no other people, man, family member from outside that household is going to visit your home. Or there's going to be fines laid. But these partiers, pair of 21-year-old women have been fined after hosting a gathering that exceeded provincial guidelines on St. Patrick's Day. Now, what kind of message do you need to send out to the young people so that they understand? It's on our daily news every single day, ladies and gentlemen. But somehow, the young people just seem not to get that message. Not all young people, but the ones who seem that they're not getting that message. The ones that they think they can just break the rules and who cares about everybody else? We can consider ourselves lucky that the, 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 uh, the premier of Ontario just didn't throw us all back into a lockdown, stay at home orders, close all non-essential businesses. You know, maybe cap the big, big box stores at only 15%. Did our premier go far enough? Some people don't think so like our essential workers don't feel they went far enough or doctors don't feel that they went far enough. We're going to see, you know, what happens in the next little while. Now, Good Friday and Saturday for the first time during this pandemic, a year into this, Ontario reported 6,000 cases in two days. Just a little over 6,000 cases in two days. That is just unacceptable. And our healthcare professionals were concerned about that. If the government didn't act now, potentially, you know, by the end of April, would be seeing over 10,000 cases on a daily basis. Now for Canada hitting a million cases, I mean, we have fared better than a lot of countries out there. And we certainly have fared much better than the United States, you know, their handling of the pandemic from the get-go, you know, what a shit show that was with Donald Trump. And now you have a president of the United States that wants to do something about it and wants to help you. So help him.
Now, it's going to be interesting, you know, with our enforcement officers, our health enforcement officers, are more likely going to be going out and in, 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 in checking to see that people in their homes are abiding by the rules. You don't want to be going down the street and, you know, you're seeing five, six other people walking into a household when you're not supposed to be doing that. You keep it to your household. You keep it to the people in the household this Easter Sunday. So as it goes for our essential workers, you know, they deserve, you know, a round of applause, uh, round of applause for doing their part going to work so that we, the consumers, can still get the essential things that we need. You know, in our in our truck drivers out there, we've always been essential. Not only are they are essential, they are necessary. That helps to keep drive our economy. That keeps all the essential services going. That keeps our economy going. Without these truck drivers, you would have absolutely nothing and we have to go to work and we have to be safe as well so it is imperative that we all do our part the message is clear these rules some feel that they're not strict enough. But we're going to find out as time rolls on in the next couple of weeks if we're going to keep seeing case counts go up. But just remember, ladies and gentlemen, here across Ontario, with these new orders that we have in place, think about what you think is essential. Think about what you think you that you need. Is it really necessary for you to go out into the stores to get it, or you can order it online and do a curbside pickup and you don't have to come in contact with anybody. It's the choices that we make today, it'll bring for a better tomorrow. help protect yourself, help protect our, our essential workers. Because who can afford to take time off of work when you're making minimum wage? It's hard enough for them to keep the lights on, keep the heat on, keep the rent paid. 
not having to wait whatever how many days it takes to get any funding you know from the government and nobody wants to be homesick and especially with covid And again, for all the young people out there, for those that you think that it's just a free-for-all, you can do as you please, you need, you need to give your head a shake. You really do. Stop with the nonsense. Stop with these house parties. Stop with these gatherings of your friends. It's going to be a nice day out there today. It's going to be a better day than we've seen in a little while. It's good to get out for a walk. Maybe a bike ride. Get a little bit of fresh air. Play with the kids outside in the backyard. Have your Easter egg hunt in the backyard. Just family members only in that household. That message cannot be more clear. You can check in on your loved ones who live by themselves. You're allowed to do that. We don't need the whole family to go over there to say hi. Only one person can go see your mom or dad. Check in on them. Check in on your neighbors. Make sure they're okay. But do not have a big family gathering in the household today. Do not invite COVID into your home. We should all be able to feel safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. And I know the rollout of these vaccines, it's been frustrating for a lot of people. It's been frustrating for the teachers as well, because they are essential. They always have been. We need to get them vaccinated. And not just going through the age groups, you know, if teachers are in these age groups and then, you know, only some of them get vaccinated, no. We need to vaccinate all of our teachers. We need to get our essential workers out there vaccinated. And we need to get that rolling and we need to do that right away. The government has changed course enough on this. Extending shots four months apart in order to get the needles in the arms and then let's get the needles in the arms. Let's make it so right now that the essential workers and our teachers get vaccinated. That's what we need to start doing. As we're going through the phases of ages to get vaccinated.
they need to do this. And the healthcare professionals are echoing that response and telling the government, you need to listen. This is what you need to do. And stop playing politics. This shutdown, lockdown, whatever they want to call it, pulling the emergency brake. You know, like I said, with these non-essential services that are able that are able to stay open, unfortunately, your hair salons and everything else, you cannot get a haircut right now. Now that all the indoor dining and patios are closed. Limitations are allowed in, in big box stores and non-essential stores. But use your best judgment. Use your best judgment of what you think is essential and what you need. And is it really necessary for you to go out? And remember this, you don't need to take the whole family out to go shopping. One member of the household only needs to go out and get what you need. You bear that in mind, everybody, everybody. Flip a coin, see who gets to go. But only one member from the household. Now, I understand there are single parents out there. I get that. You got a couple children, obviously, you have to bring them with you. I understand that. I get that. But for those who are not a single parent, you only need to have one person go out to get your essential things. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. I was just out here talking about uh, what's going on here across um, Canada, here in Ontario, where I reside. And uh, with our essential workers, um, how they feel that they are not being protected enough. And with this um, initial um, emergency break pull that the Ontario government has started this weekend on not closing all non-essential businesses, but you know, like your, like your hair salons, they're closed. Indoor dining and patio, closed. Movie theaters, closed. Limitations on how many people can be in a, in a big box store and non-essential businesses that are still allowed to be open. And how our essential workers feel that they, they, um, are not being protected enough. Some feel that the government here in Ontario has not gone far enough. Same with our healthcare professionals. We can call this a partial shutdown. But should they, they just went back into lockdown, stay at home orders. 
we're going to see if things are going to change in the next couple of weeks with the new orders in place. But as, as it goes for our healthcare, or, or I'm sorry, for our essential workers, and I'm not just talking about, you know, I mean, our essential workers, not everybody, you know, is making, you know, this great wage. A lot of our essential workers are making a minimum wage. And they have to choose in order to go to work, you know, especially if they have an outbreak in their workplace and they got to choose to stay home or go to work and without sick pay. Who should be paying that? Should the Ontario government be paying that? Should the employers be paying that? That's why I would like to hear from our essential workers out there. The ones that get up every single day and go to work in the grocery stores, to go to work in our pharmacies, to go to work in our warehouses, making minimum wage. And not, and not just myself, you know, when I, when I talked about the other day that, you know, some people are just walking into these businesses as well their masks on or they're not wearing their masks properly. And I see that all the time. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. So I was out here talking, talking about our essential workers, mostly about them because, you know, our essential workers are on the front line. No, they're no, you know what? When, when it comes to that, uh, to the exempt from wearing masks, um, these are the people that, you know, you're basically going to see is going to be carrying that oxygen tank along with them and have the tube stuck up their nose. Okay. Now I'm talking about people. I'm talking about people who blatantly ignore the rules, the anti-maskers out there. Okay, you know you don't have any health issues and you just blatantly go out and do it. How do I know? Listen, I've seen it. I've been in places where they come in there blatantly ignoring the rules and making a scene. That's how I know. And if they can get into a yelling match with somebody, they don't have any breathing problems. No, they are making the scenes. The anti-maskers are making the scenes. The anti-ralliers are making the scenes. I'm not even gonna get in an argument with you. This is my show, I'm the host. Now what I'm talking about is our essential workers in this country of Canada who, who they feel they're not being protected enough. Being have to go into work when you're making minimum wage and making that choice because they had an outbreak in your workplace and you still have to go to work. Right? Who's going to pay their sick benefits? Is it going to be the employer? Is going to be the provincial government. The federal government will. But you have to wait. 
so many days before you get any money anyhow. And it's not just that it's, you know, single parents out there who are essential workers making a minimum wage and they have to make this choice. So it's imperative that, you know, as consumers, that when we're going into our, our um, supermarkets, you know, to do your shopping because they're all essential workers in there. We need to have them in there because they're the ones who's putting the food on the shelves for you. And we need to take into consideration of not only their safety, but our own safety. You know, I'm just sick and tired of the freaking nonsense out there. I am really sick and tired of it. 50% right now in, in, in the uh, uh, community that I live in, the outbreaks are caused by 18 to 22 year olds. We just had a community outbreak involving university students in this city of over 132 of them attested positive for COVID-19 because of their behaviors. Off campus partying, not following the rules on campus. They are now, the ones who are living on campus are now ordered to leave. Pack your bags and go home. That's what is going on. People need to get the message loud and clear. And our health professionals here in the city of London is sending that message to these to the young people 18 to 22 to stop your gatherings, stop your nonsense in your parties, because 50% of the cases that we're seeing in this city is people age 18 to 22. If you think you're exempt from the rules to follow, you got another thing coming. We're lucky here in this province of Ontario that the government didn't just throw us back into another lockdown and stay at home order. Canada, for the first time in this pandemic, has now reached over a million. Yeah, we've fared better than a lot of countries out there, but that's the number that we didn't want to see. We're still doing a hell of a lot better than our, than our, our, our friends to the south of the United States. I don't understand what you're saying there. I mean, say, are you saying that this is just the flu? I don't understand what you're saying there. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That is not, um, it certainly isn't because if it was, then we'd already have a vaccine, right? But it's not. 
And the more people out there understand that, the better off we'll be. And that's why it's so important right now that here across Ontario, that we get our essential workers vaccinated and that we get our teachers vaccinated. And we need to do a better job on the rollout of the vaccines here in Canada in order to get people vaccinated. I understand what you're talking about, that you called the vaccine and for vaccine passports. Well, I mean, that's up to the governments if they want to do that, you know. It can, you know, um, we're not going to we're not going to do that here in Canada. Um, other uh, I think the United Kingdom was talking about that, um, giving people that vaccine passport. Um, you know, that you're clear, you know, you've been vaccinated. Whatever, whatever countries want to do, whatever they do, you know, that's that's entirely up to them, right? What do the governments want to do in other countries, right? But here in Canada, um, that's not going to happen with these um, vaccine passports anyway. So we're just trying to get these vaccines rolled out. We're just trying to get as many people as vaccinated as fast as we possibly can. Too many people out there are just financially hurting because they're unable to go to work or they're not getting their hours what they normally did pre-pandemic and in and out of lockdowns consistently here in Canada, all across Canada, all 10 provinces, all three territories in in and out of lockdowns. Case counts are on on are, are on the rise. And they're seeing that it's the mo- it's the new variants that are, are that are causing the increase in cases. No, it's important to care about the case counts. That's 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 the other thing that people don't understand. Right? When the case counts are going up, obviously there's a problem. And we need to find out what that problem is and we need to act on that problem. And where are they coming from? Not just workplaces, ladies and gentlemen, where they're coming from with the outbreaks in workplaces. Partiers people doing what they're not supposed to be doing, having these large gatherings in their homes and the outbreaks happenings in the homes. No, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. It's spreading the entire country, right? It's all over the place.
we are doing a um some sort of of, of a uh, uh an emergency break freeze here in ontario right so we're not going into a lockdown here in the province of ontario but we are pulling back is what we're doing because our cases are just out of control. They're just skyrocketed across this province of Ontario. Just Friday and Saturday, 6,000 more cases in two days. If we don't put a stop to it or slow it, would be seeing over 12,000 to 15,000 or higher on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that something? And why is that? And why do you think that the flu has disappeared? Mask wearing, san sanitizing your hands, keeping six feet apart. Right? That's what's, that's what's happening. You know, you can call, you can call it what you want, but you know, we know that a, a, a the, the, the normal flu season that it just, it, 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 you know, it starts from September till April. This pandemic has been raging on for a year. A flu does not rage on for a year. Right? The flu is seasonal. That's right. This is not. This virus, COVID-19, is not the flu. And it's been raging on for a year. And our case numbers are going up. More people have died from this virus than they have died from the flu, my friend, in a shorter period of time. Look what happened to the United States. 550,000 people have died from COVID-19. In one flu season, 550,000 people have not died in the United States in a flu season. So ladies and gentlemen, and I ask you on my, on my shows, to do your part out there. And in 2018, you didn't have that many people die of the flu at all. Now, I ask you to do your part out there, ladies and gentlemen, to be safe out there, follow the rules out there. Wear your mask, keep six feet apart. Don't gather in large groups. Work safely. Keep your family safe. We need to get out of this and we need to come out of this stronger and better. So our economies can recover. And we can all get back to work and not have to worry about things. And like I said, it's going to take all of us to do it. So be your part and be smart.
Now, being that it's Easter Sunday, please don't have a big, big party. I'm talking about that's only sixty. That's only sixty-one thousand. You got five hundred and you got five hundred and fifty thousand Americans who have died from COVID nineteen. That was only your biggest outbreak of the flu season back then. That's nothing. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your Easter with your family. If that's what you do, that's what you celebrate. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. Take care and thank you.